0: Welcome to this week's Oxcast, your weekly roundup of all the best events happening in and around Oxford. Today's date is Wednesday the 20th of July, and this week Mike has an interview with the writer of an Inkling themed musical. I've got the family friendly roundup, but first, Jen has the weekend roundup.
1: This weekend, if you're not melting into a puddle, here are some events you might like to go and do. Um, okay, we've got three events for you and they're all pretty kind of outdoorsy and I think they should be fun. So, first off, uh, Woodsmoke Festival. This is actually starting tomorrow, but it does run till Sunday and the majority of the events are over the weekend. This is a little family-friendly festival based at the White Hart in Whiteham. Um, if you've never been to Whitem, it's a very picturesque village <laughs> um, past um, Wolvercote, um and out in that direction and it nestles underneath white and woods which are research woods uh, belonging to the university this is a festival of traditional crafts so they've got bread making beer making um children's poetry writing barbecuing i think they're stretching traditional crafts a little bit here <laughs> but nevertheless i think this is going to be great fun um there are guided walks in Whiteham Woods on Thursday and Friday. Uh, there's a whole day of dog-related activities on the Saturday, including a dog show and a training class and uh, various other things. Uh, children's poetry and storytelling workshops every day. Uh, brew school on Sunday, twenty fourth. Learn how to brew your own beer. Hey.
2: Um,
1: <laughs> bread making, music, jazz, and other sorts of live music. Not Ooh. specified. Don't know what's <laughs> going to be there. Um,
2: it's definitely alive. <laughs>
1: It's definitely music. Um, There's barbecue and asado, which I gather really just means barbecue. Um, And there's also Aunt Sally as well. Uh, And that's that strange Oxfordshire pub game, which is a bit like a coconut shy, I think, but sort of competitive. Um, Yeah, so loads of things going on. Some of the things you need to kind of book in advance or or just sign up to, I think. um,
2: The guided tours of the woods are a particular... Highlight, I think, because the woods are really difficult to get into unless you have a permit. Yes. And the permits are notoriously difficult here, to get And here, children
1: are allowed and all sorts of things. So, yeah, they're actually going to sort of properly take you around. And...
2: They're very interesting to walk around if you do get a permit or have a friend that has one because everywhere you look, there are little experiments and little rain traps and things.
1: Do you ever feel like influencing something? <laughs> move this slightly to the left. <laughs> cool yep so lots of things going on there and of course the woods will be nice and cool Also on Saturday, uh, we've got the Eid Extravaganza, and that's happening in Rose Hill Community Centre, 12 till 7, Saturday the 23rd. This is a very, very family-friendly event, so I think we're poaching Katie's territory here. (laughs) Uh, So Eid al-Fitr actually happened on the 6th of July. That is uh, a festival which really lasts sort of one day and it marks the end of Ramadan. Um, So I guess it's a bit like Christmas, but as with Christmas, the season goes on. (laughs) Um, So this is the Eid Extravaganza, uh, and it's very much focused on uh, fundraising for the Oxford Homeless Project, which is a project run by a group of Muslim, mostly women, I think, from the Asian Cultural Centre, and that provides food and generally a welcoming atmosphere for homeless people nearby um, come in and eat something and have a good natter.
2: In fact, the entire extravaganza is being organised by five female volunteers. Well, that's good. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like a read-a-press release.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and one of the things about Ramadan is focusing on helping other people. And I guess the, the whole concept of fasting gives you a, an idea about what it's like to be less fortunate. Um, so, yes, yeah, so there's a, a large emphasis there on being good to other people. And so they're having this lovely fundraising event uh, at the Rose Hill Community Centre, which involves um, stalls for um, beautiful textiles, headscarf, clothes, Perfumes, food, everything from cupcakes to the spicy zone, um, <laughs> traditional Middle Eastern foods, barbecue, all sorts of things, a fun fair, henna tattoos, um, some animals. So I think last year there were ponies for people, uh, particularly children, to pat. Um, fitness, uh, sports fixtures, there's a, an adults' uh, soccer match going on there. Um, a charity auction, um, one of the prizes being a helicopter ride for two over Oxford. Ooh. Worth uh, quite a lot of music um, and that's free entry so uh, awesome. there's more about that on Facebook if you want to have a look but turn up and go, to go that. and have fun <laughs> <laughs> also on Saturday the 23rd once you've been to the Ed extravaganza you can then head on to the Harry Potter barbecue. Um, this is an adults event or as they put it for newt students and above that's 16 plus um, this is Saturday the 23rd and it's happening at the Story Museum seven till ten um and it's 15 pounds and that includes food and one soft drink and once you've had your soft drink you can then head off to dobby's cocktail bar (laughs) i have to say i didn't know that cocktail making was one of dobby's (laughs) specialities it makes me think slightly of socks but there we go um (laughs) or if that doesn't appeal there's wand making um improvisation from the oxford imps hippogriff burgers uh live magic proving there I think that stories aren't just for kids
2: (laughs) and apparently proving that magic is real (laughs) or just live magic I don't think that was in dispute there's an exhibition going on at the moment at the old fire station called piercing the sky Um, it's running until 13th of August so you've got plenty of time to go and see it and it's an interesting one because it's an installation by homeless artists based in Oxford Uh, they're in partnership with the artist John Lockhart Um, It's in response to the new acquisition at the Ashmolean, which is Turner's The High Street, which, you know, that beautiful picture of The High Street from 1810. And this is kind of a response to that, but it's really more in resistance to it in reanalyzing the geography of the city and what it means from different perspectives. (laughs) And because we have this idealisation and the university helps that and all the ancient buildings help that, it's just fantastic and beautiful and things. But there's an enormous homeless problem, which a lot of people do know about, but you don't think really about where they sleep and that side of Oxford. And the whole point of this exhibition is to give these uh, marginalised sectors voices and show the side of Oxford that this is. Um, And it's really about a kind of more desperate urban topography of Oxford. Uh, rather than just spires. And that's what the name is about. It's, well, the spires might pierce the sky. It's about, you know, the sky being this facade and exposing that and breaking through it. So it should be really interesting. And there's loads of interesting media that they've chosen. Um, Yeah, it should be good. (laughs) Uh, And it's part of Art in Crisis, which is a nationwide event or exhibition type thing which happening lots of these crisis centres which is just tackling uh, homelessness and displaying art from these sectors all over and it's really really good but yes that's running until 13th of August at the Old Fire Station
1: I think the Old Fire Station is quite interesting building because they've got the most beautiful art studios and things upstairs as, as part of the facility so part of kitting out that building was in enabling this kind of thing I think
0: As I'm sure many parents, teachers and pupils are aware, the summer holidays are now upon us. Hooray! Hooray! (laughs) So I've got a few family-friendly events to keep the kids entertained this summer. Uh, First off, Oslo Castle have got a great offer where kids can go free when booked with an adult ticket. This is only on weekdays, but it's a fantastic opportunity for any budding historians who want to go and run around a castle. It's a lot of fun but they're not the only ones doing this. The River and Rowing Museum in Henley are also offering free entry into their museum um, this weekend to celebrate the start of the summer holidays. So there's no excuse, really. They've got a really nice (laughs) exhibition on, uh, which I think is on loan from the British Library, which is illustrations from books. Looks really good. Definitely worth a visit. Next up, I've got Tudor Day at the Ashmolean Museum, which is on Saturday, starting at 11am until 3pm, and it's free. And that's all part of the Festival of Archaeology. So this is the opportunity to listen to Tudor tales with Dave Tong, the Yarnsmith of Norwich. I I assume that's an actor. I don't think they cracked up a Tudor. Uh, You can join a Tudor tour of the galleries, enjoy some Tudor music, and discover more about the tools and techniques of craftsmen with the Tudor group
1: and as we were discussing the other day all school children these days have a Tudor outfit which obviously needs dusting off and putting on and head down to the Ashmolean in in full dress
0: I've still got my uh, Elizabeth the First outfit
1: I'm waiting
2: I think I remember the letter my parents got home about what the costume had to include there's all things that you'd never thought of like oh yes the child must have britches (laughs) I'll
1: just go to the britches shop (laughs)
0: My mum did an amazing job once of making me um, a Tudor outfit, but I, instead of being, you know, the traditional Ambern, I was headless Amblin. <laughs> it was incredible. To carry <laughs> <laughs> I was carrying my head round all day.
1: I'm hoping you're gonna wear that.
0: Then. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll make a surprise appearance. <laughs> Next up, Mike, you're gonna be very excited about this. It's the Kidlington Fire Station Open Day.
2: Incredible! <laughs>
0: This is on Saturday again at 11 a.m. till 3 p.m. and the tagline is come and see the fire engines.
2: (laughs) That's that's certainly what you will do.
0: Exactly. There's also uh, professional face painting and refreshments as well as demonstrations of car cutting, firefighting, and rope rescue. That's
2: so exciting.
0: (laughs) Sounds terrifying. (laughs) I've got some history about firefighting. I'm a geek. Uh, the first organised firefighting is believed to have originated in the UK during the Roman invasion in 43 AD. Um, but that's usually just a bucket of water
2: or a simple. <laughs> are, are you saying organised before that they didn't bother fighting fire? It, it sounds like just it. Just
1: the bucket like of water it. ready is all. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, being prepared.
2: <laughs> just, oh, guys, you let the the We're to move village again. You, you say the that. This time this year.
0: But then when the Romans left, They didn't do anything, (laughs) and buildings and towns just burnt down completely. So it wasn't until the Great Fire of London in 1666 that they actually thought, you know what, we should probably organise something. Gosh. Yeah. Mm. And finally, I've chosen the BFG, that family tale of Roald Dahl's lonely orphan Sophie who sees too much and so is snatched away to the world of giants by a fellow outsider, the BFG who is being played by Mark Rylance with a West Country accent. So the BFG is, is on general release on Friday, but I wanted to test your knowledge of some of the words that the BFG uses. So what do you think uh,
1: squibbling means? I think it's like the the littlest brother in a whole pack of brothers.
2: <laughs> I think it's like a firework that doesn't go off is a damp squib but then it's a tiny one and then does go off a little bit and tries quite hard but is still a bit crap
0: the little firework who couldn't
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's a scribbling
0: sadly it means writing
2: oh, oh. it's like scribbling yeah
0: yes. mm. okay. uh, whiz popping I have a
1: feeling that's either farting or burping but I can't remember which
0: you are bang on uh, it's farting oh. or Okay. bottom burps as I've written here
1: oh uh. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and finally, hopscotchy.
2: Whiskey, for sure. Oh,
1: it's when you dance after too much whis-
2: whiskey. Uh, yes, hopscotchy. Yes.
1: It's very close. Really? It means cheerful
0: after consuming a fizzy drink. Mm. Oh. <laughs> um,
1: Children's whiskey drinking. Yes.
0: <laughs> We're very lucky to have a interview with Steven Spielberg, which will be on our website. And we've also got a review of the preview, so keep an eye out for that.
2: On to another giant <laughs> of literature. <laughs> <laughs> There's a new musical about Charles Dodgson, uh, who was Lewis Carroll. Um, and it's a musical written by Jane Bramwell, who I had a chat to more about the story and the staging of it. Well, everybody
0: knows the story of Alice in Wonderland. This is not the story of Alice in Wonderland. Alice has a bit part in the show. This is the story of the man who wrote the Alice books, not Lewis Carroll, as everybody thinks of him, but Charles Dodgson, which was his real name, Um, because what I'm interested in is how the character of Dodgson, who was a classic Victorian polymath, he was an academic, he was a cleric, he was a well-known photographer. I think it's well known that if he hadn't written the Alice books, he would have been famous as a photographer. He was a satirist, he wrote pamphlets, I'm interested in how the whole breadth of his life characterises the Alice books, and what I want to do is to present his life to people, and with quite an interesting and rather tragic spin on it, and send them back again
2: to the books which they think they know so well because I think they'll read them again and find different things in them It's quite a fun show, by the sounds of it that uh, splits up the personalities of Dodgson and Carol and then fictionalises parts of the life and uses characters and uses uh, songs from the, that Carol wrote It looks fun and it's at St Columba's running until the 9th of August now Listen to the offcast extra for more about the staging and the inspiration behind it
1: Apparently Queen Victoria was a great fan of the first Alice book and uh, requested that she particularly get a copy of the next book that uh, Charles Dodgson wrote, but unfortunately he switched back to being Charles Dodgson then and it was a primary logic. (laughs) (laughs) Cool, so we have an event uh, coming up at the Cornerstone Uh, that begins tomorrow and runs until Saturday and it's called Carpe Noctem, uh, which means seize the night. And this is a dance event. I think this is particularly for fans of The Next Step. You fans, of the next step. What's the next step? This is a children's TV program. It's terrible. It's, it's, <laughs> I love it, but it's so. It's, it's, <laughs> <but laughs> it's a soap opera set in a dance studio um, with a, a lot of uh, teenage kids. Um, so this is the Oxfordshire equivalent of the Next Step. It's Dance Connection, which is an award-winning dance academy, and they're presenting a show with more than hundred young dancers, including the national title-winning dance squad. Uh, and they say of Carpe Noctem, uh, come into the black and white striped Circus of Dreams, uh, where there'll be a maze of clouds, a, a lush ice garden and many other strange concepts. Um, yeah, so that's that's their Stars of the Future. Come and see the show in the making. Um, well, definitely
2: means they're going to dance to Frozen, doesn't it? <laughs> a lush ice garden. <laughs>
1: Quite Go and see if Mike mm-hmm. is right. <laughs> um, tickets are eighteen pounds or fourteen pounds fifty concessions, uh, Thursday to Saturday.
0: If like me, you really fancy a dip somewhere cool, especially right now in this hot studio. And <laughs> you don't fancy visiting the local pool? There's always the option of going wild swimming. By definition, this means. Uh, the practice or activity of swimming for pleasure in natural waters, typically rivers and lakes. And since we're hardly short of water in Oxford, I thought we should mention a few recommended spots. So first up, there's Hurley Island in Marlow, which is a tiny little village with a thousand-year-old pub. So I think that's worth visiting mm. at some According to wildswimming.co.uk, it's a little silty upstream, but there are several places to swim. And there's also a campsite nearby if you want to make a weekend of it, which is fun.
1: It's a train station in Marlow, isn't it? Yeah, that... Isn't it one of the places you can actually get
2: to? It's also where Steve Redgrave lives.
1: Oh. I expect he's out there in that (laughs) swimming spot right now. Um, Or in the pub. Yes.
0: (laughs) Interestingly, weirdly connected fact... A Hurley boy was put on trial for starting the Great Fire of London. There are some really bizarre oh. connections today. <laughs> but obviously then they found out it was the baker. But next up it's Clifton Hampton on the Thames, which is a very pretty bridge and also has a pub nearby. It seems to be a theme.
1: <laughs> Every water crossing has a couple of pubs. Yeah. There. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there are lots of sort of beach areas and a very long swim is possible. Um the Thames (laughs) you can't just go from one side to the other Uh, next up of course there's Port Meadow but obviously be aware of boats and cows (laughs) and finally I've chosen Stonesfield in Evenlode which is near Woodstock and it's got a very pretty footbridge and clear clean shallow river next to a grassy bank it's not very deep so it's great for a little paddle wildswimming.co.uk have a few safety tips which are definitely worth Uh, Acknowledging, make sure to check the depth before you let your kids paddle. Uh, Cold water does reduce your ability to swim by like a tenth, which is nuts. Mm.
2: Turns out cold, I suppose.
0: Yeah. Um, (laughs) So entering gradually and get used to the water before, you know, doing front crawl. If you shiver, get out and put on some warm clothes and do star jumps to warm up and avoid hypothermia. Never swim in canals or urban areas or in rivers straight after a flood. Don't swim alone, and don't jump into water you haven't <laughs> jumped into before. <laughs> and obviously, being in Oxford, watch out for boats when swimming and punts. And
2: um, the boat one is really important because they really, really can't mm. see you. Yes, so.
0: they recommend wearing a swimming hat, which is finally a, a reason to wear a swimming hat. <laughs> I think uh, to help. Apart from
2: many other reasons, like the great fashion statement that you make.
0: <laughs> uh, you can find out more about wild swimming at uk
1: There's an excellent bridge between Wolvercote and Whiteham as you head up to the Whiteham for Festival obviously um, where uh, Kids do often jump in uh, because the water's pretty deep underneath, and uh, I, yeah, I'd certainly let someone else go first there. I think, <laughs> but sometimes you get a really artistic crowd who are doing excellent dives, and you get quite a crowd building up on the bridge. Right by them. <laughs> so it becomes a spectator sport. Who's <laughs> that the one next to the trout? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, just up from the trout, as you want if you want to head to Goldstone nunnery and then down yeah. the, the Thames Path. Yeah. It's difficult because you keep getting really quite large cars heading backwards and forwards <laughs> to the Trout. All <laughs> <laughs> Range Rovers, which makes the bridge a bit difficult. to. Yes. <laughs> to traverse.
2: This Friday, uh, Botophonic has moved, sort of. It's expanded for certain. So it's uh, nice at the Cellar every month, but they're expanding to the Bullingdon every month as well. Uh, Bosphonic, if you don't know it, and you really, really should, is a world music night that, well, they have new jazz and African beats and Afrobeats and Latin and Balkan and all sorts of stuff. It's fantastic. They're one of those amazing nights that brings all those bands to Oxford that you just wouldn't hear otherwise. <laughs> the guy who runs it, he goes to Womad and Shambhala every year and spends a lot of time researching it and gets some really great acts in. Um, and this Friday, at the Bullingdon, so not the seven is a band called mankale who are they they get around a fair bit um, and they 're well they 're quite difficult to describe they 're sort of Afrobeat mixed with really strong jazz influences um, Some of the tracks sound like new jazz with African stuff chucked in, particularly West African rhythms. Um, but then they also do Latin stuff And we heard a track earlier that sounded just like Santana It's mad, they're, they're really really cool um, So they're really worth checking out um, The slot of the the Bullingdon is a bit later than normal So it's at half eleven And that's it's only £7 for that And then a DJ night after that So really worth going to Also on Monday uh, The Turks or Youth Chamber Orchestra are coming they are a kind of collected orchestra made up of young people from the independent Turkic republics, uh, which became independent 25 years ago. They go Azerbaijan, Kazakhstan, Kyrgyzstan, Uzbekistan, Turkey, Turkmenistan, and then, which are still incorporated into Russia, uh, Bashkortostan, Tatarstan, and Caucasia. So enormous range of places and they're doing a concert with using classical turkic classical turkic composers but also general western classical composers too um unrevealed as far as i know but it should be a good concert and that's at the sheldonian on monday (laughs) and it's free you just have to register for a ticket first and you can find full listings of gigs meetings everything you could think of at dailyinfo.co.uk you can follow
1: us and like us on various social media platforms twitter Facebook and Instagram um, at Daily Info Oxford.
0: And don't forget to subscribe to the Oxcast so it's delivered to your device every week. And to play us out, here's an excerpt of the soup song from CLD The Real Lewis Carroll Musical, which is on St. Columbus until the 9th of August.
1: Beautiful soup so rich and green Waiting in a hot terrain Who for such dainties would not stop Soup of the evening Beautiful
2: soup Soup of the evening